What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, a movie podcast, where our motto is we just hope it doesn't suck. This episode 320 broken up into two parts, A and B. B. Thank you. (laughs) 320A, posting on March 7th, will be a discussion on the awesome Cocaine Bear. And 320B, posting on 310, will be a discussion on, from Netflix, We Have a Ghost. It's not awesome. Why didn't you say... The awesome, we have a ghost. Why because didn't you just do that for both of them? We ha- we have a ghost is not awesome. <laughs> wow. Cocaine bear, <laughs> cocaine bear. I would argue is awesome. Anyway, I am one of your hosts, Grayson Andrew Thornton Maxwell. Joining me as does every week is my co-host Roger. Let's sell drugs together. Still, you and our lovely perma guest Chris, the Warrior Bond. Yeah. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? Good. All right. I gave you the nickname of my favorite '80s song, Chris, because there's actually a funny. A funny story for that for me anyway is the mm-hmm. Patty Smith the Warrior is um uh, one of my last semesters in college we did a my, we it was like a joint it was like a joint um it's like a joint project and we didn't put much effort into it and the professor was like I I'm, I have to give you the B which puts you guys below the A average you put you both all three of you at eighty nine sorry you didn't put much effort in this project. I mean, even though you did what I asked, there's no effort. So I'm going to give you the B, which makes your average for the class of B. And I said, wait, wait, hold on. What can we do to get the A? And he said, I tell you what, you guys are all so close to the A. You, you do a song in front of the class. I'll give you the A. This and is he, a weird sexual innuendo conversation, I feel. No, why? No. Keep he's going. Yeah. <laughs> He's he almost to, there. He just wanted us to do something stupid. And we all, we all um, danced to... A verse of "The Warrior" by Patti Smith, hmm. in, in in front of like twenty other kids. It was, it was actually kind of fun, but it was it was awesome. That's why I like this song so much. That exact okay. reason. Sorry, that was a weird story, but <laughs> I got really excited when it was in the movie because like, oh my god, I can tell that story. I'm so excited. Anyway, how are you guys this week? What is going on? You guys enjoying the good weather down your way, up your way? It's been nice. It's been been okay. It's not yeah. not too bad today. You think we're gonna get one of those big old March? blizzards in our area that we tend to get every now and then it almost lined up though i know and we got a whole bunch of rain this past week and if mm-hmm. they said it was like 10 degrees colder we'd have got fucking buried yep it's a yep. shame though <laughs> it's a shame yeah i would have loved it no it's been nice yeah it's been, it's been a good week I had some people um, over to my house i cooked a bunch of food used my smoker oh yeah smoked cabbages for the first time which was, was a good? delightful experience right. yeah it's yeah. very good all right very good congratulations Yes, yes, good, yes. You know what else is good when you do it on the grill is uh, beets. I don't know if you guys have had grilled beets. I'd never beets had are any... interesting vegetables because when they're roasted, because everybody thinks, that, I always think of beets from when I was a little kid. Like, like in school, yeah, yeah. sliced pickled yep. beets in a pickled can. Pickled beets. Disgusting. No, oh, hate them. I like, uh, I don't mind them. I don't like them, I'll, but I, I can eat them. I, w- I would say, though, that's the worst version of a beet. Like okay, somehow yeah. that's the most accepted. If mm-hmm. you just buy a beet, slice it and roast it, dude, it's so much better. All right, yeah. Because they're loaded with sugar, so mm-hmm. they're sweet as hell. <laughs> it is. That's yeah. why I do it on the, I had them last year on the grill. Someone... For the Fourth of July, cooked out. Um, yeah, or sorry, so two years two years ago in Atlanta, and it was I I'd never even heard, had like I like I didn't I didn't know beets could taste as good. It, it was amazing. So yeah, my only other memory of beets is from like elementary school lunch and middle school lunch in the cafeteria. That's pretty much mm-hmm. it. They're almost like like that weird pink gelatin. 
when, yeah. when you get up at school. Yeah, no. Well, you know what's weird is if you go back to when we were kids and like all the movies, all the kids' movies back in the day, and I say back in the day, like 90s, very early 2000s, you remember like Meatloaf is always like a disgusting. Uh, meatloaf no, is like, the shit, bro. But I'm saying like, like good Meatloaf, I love is meatloaf. Awesome. I love Meatloaf. I don't know why it was like, like in movies, it's always portrayed the other as terrible. terrible food stereotype from the late 80s, early 90s is that Brussels sprouts are bad. Oh, Brussels, yeah, Brussels sprouts, sprouts are delicious. Are man. incredible. Mm-hmm. If you they're, do, I mean, listen, you just boil them in the mush. Yeah, they're going to suck. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Talking about back in the day uh, during the previews of uh, Cocaine Bear when I went and saw it, the the flashback cinema they do at the marquee. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was all movies from my childhood. What was it? Uh, things like uh, Land Before Time was yeah. one of them, which sad movie. I mean, that, that movie sucks. Um that one and like two other ones like from like 90s and 2000s like wait this is flashback cinema yeah i hate oh, when they put on like oh. forrest gum back in the big screen i'll be like i watched that when i was 12 like, oh no <laughs> shit i'm getting old land before time and that was when Littlefoot's it's... mom dies like right in the beginning and yeah. she's like and she like gives him that pep talk of i'll always be with you i'll always love you like yeah that tore my heart yeah. out every time when i was a kid jesus yeah, you know it's that movie, probably the, way worse now yeah hold no, on i don't no. want to watch that now you know that movie it. has like 12 sequels it. It's got like yeah. twenty sequels. Bro. Oh yeah, yeah. They, it's they got all some went banger to... songs in it too. But that man. was that was Amblin Spielberg. I think had mm-hmm. to some. Yeah, that was early Spielberg and stuff. But like, I, I look back at like Don Bluth. Um, <laughs> uh, it's just incredible when you look back at who made that. Like, oh, it all makes sense because that, that was actually pretty good. Didn't something terrible happen to like one of the the child actors that voiced one of the one of the oh, uh, maybe it's characters. As tradition dictates, yeah, child child actors don't really fare well growing up. So yeah, I mean, I don't want to dig into it because I, I think I remember it was like pretty terrible. There were thirteen sequels. Jesus. Before time. I thought and I was being. I thought an I was actual being, animated geez. series as well. God, I can't even imagine why thirteen sequels. Jeez, I wouldn't be opposed to a remake of the first one. But oh god, the last one was just in two thousand sixteen. Look at look at the second search on Google that comes up automatically. So yeah, something must have happened. I don't, I don't want to click on it. I don't want to be depressed. Do it. No, don't. No. No, Do no, it. No, no. Oh. All, right, all right, gentlemen. All right, gentlemen. What else is going on? Anything else? How are, wait, I got a question for you. How are your allergies? I don't have any real problems with allergies. Yeah, no, I've been, I've been good. Oh, you lucky sons of guns. I do. I My eyes are watering. You know, it's weird because like I drink coffee pretty much nonstop this time of year to keep my like, for some reason, like when I drink coffee, the the, the caffeine like keeps my my tiny tubes open. <laughs> so I do that. So it doesn't tend to back up as much as it does, but my eyes are really starting to water. And like I, I was outside about today. Tiny tubes. I have tiny tubes. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, tiny tubes. Don't apologize to me. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, allergies are going to be a thing. And it's everything. It's so warm here. It was like seventy-five and sunny today and yesterday. It was, it's just amazing. I don't know if it's going to dip again, what but the fuck, are you kidding me? Yeah. What? What? Tell them what you found. Okay, so this is all I'm going to say. I don't want to dig into this, but uh, yeah, the uh, the voice actor who who voiced Ducky, Ducky in a, Land Before Time, in Land Before Time, uh, it just says cause of death homicide by gunshot. Would you like to guess the age? I no. Can we not talk? Okay. Okay. <laughs> nope. Just tell me nope. how how old. Ten. Oh my uh, gosh! Yeah, that's, so that's that's sad, man. All right, that's been murder talk. <laughs> man, yikes! Oh, Boy, it's going to be a weird show. Now I'm sad. 
No, don't. Well, well, I mean, look, just honor him by honor that person. I don't know if it's a guy or a girl, but honor that person by watching them for time. And uh, yeah, you yeah, one. you could do that. But... I mean, they're probably only at the first one. So, and he, just... I, 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 you know, another one that always made me cry, Chris. You might be a little too young. I think I was probably too young for it when I saw the Brave Little Toaster. Oh no, yeah. my brother loved the Brave Little Toaster, man. Dude, that is such a weird mix of elements that just kind of mm-hmm. work for a kids' movie. It just—I don't know what it is, but. That movie just crushes my crushed. I haven't, I haven't seen it for a while. I dude, need to, when like, the blanket gets the blanket storm, dude. Yeah, oh, man, the no. blanket. Do you remember when they're in no, that? That's uh, bullshit. Is what that is. <laughs> that's do you remember, bullshit. Do you remember where in the? I don't remember where they were, but the the vacuum cleaner and like the checkered floor, and then like that that eighties music. Yeah. Like, man, I remember that movie. I don't remember it as well as Lemon for Time. I haven't seen it as much, but my brother. Yeah, I, remember, I remember the kid would make a face at the toaster, yeah. and that's when it would pop the toast out. Yeah, my 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 brother yeah. loved that movie. He used to make a face at the toaster. What an odd, like, no. Never. He was, real, he was real sad about it too. <laughs> Not the brightest. But what? What an what an odd like pitch for like. Hear, hear, hear me out, studio execs. Hear me out. It's a toaster that talks. Like, it's I mean, brave. It's, it's just a weird pitch. Anyway, anyway, gentlemen, <laughs> I think we should jump into the movie because I think mm-hmm. all yep. three of us are kind of oddly excited to talk about Cocaine Bear. But we have stuff to talk about first. So, yeah. All right, gentlemen. This is episode 320 of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema. was posted each and every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office currents and upcoming releases, what streaming trailers and movies of the week. Without further ado, the box Thank office you. this week is is interesting, and I'll tell you, and you'll understand why. Creed three. Doing a opening week of a domestic fifty eight point seven. That's really good for a domestic fifty eight point seven. You guys want to guess the worldwide? Mm, no, have hundred one hundred worldwide. I'm psyched for that. People so love it, Donnie. Donnie. <laughs> people, it did fifty eight point six million domestic and forty one point eight international. That's really good. I'm very excited to talk about that next week. Uh, Ant-Man the Wasp, Quantumania, and Chris, it, it did exceed our expectations from last week. I remember you and I said it might not cross the 400 mark, but it is, mm-hmm. with a 12, 12.5 domestic, it's sitting at a 419 worldwide. But that's because okay. the, the the international really picked up. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, good for it, you know, honestly. We don't they want, do we, love we, their Marvel. We don't want to see most of, these, most of the movies we see do bad anyway. So, I mean, it's good that it made money. I want well, some of them I mean, to do bad. I said most for a reason. Well, sometimes you do want a movie to do bad. What's more his face? than I care to admit on the mic. What's his, fa- <laughs> what's his face just said something real? You know, what's who uh, Scorsese who once said that Roger, what did he say that he stuck his foot in his mouth? Scorsese well, that, was that they're yeah. not cinema or whatever. Oh, Martin Marvel's not cinema. Anyway, that's a whole different issue. But he again, he has said cinema is dead. What's going to erode? What see, he just released something that says cinema is dead. And then what's going to happen is the evolution is going to kill it. I don't. I don't want to get into it, but again, saying something I mean, that's really probably hang out. Yeah, they. Well, I'm sure they. I'm sure mm-hmm. they talk, but I mean, I don't because whole new international markets are opening up. So even movies like Ant Man that aren't really great are still making way more money than they should. So that's a good thing that other markets, that huge markets overseas, are opening up because that's probably what's going to save cinema in the long run. Is they still love Hollywood films everywhere. So number three, Maybe Cocaine despite Bear. Despite Martin Corsese. Scorsese, I will watch Casino on my iPad while I'm doing other things. <laughs> <laughs> Despite him and Ridley Scott at the same time. That's right. There you go. Dang. 
right, number three, Cocaine Bear, eleven million, and uh, it's doing a worldwide of fifty-two. And Roger, I think you said last week Glad there was a that. what was the That's budget? Great. Cocaine Bear? I don't know. Let me look. I think it was 20, 30, 30. 30 million. No, it was higher than that. We, we, we were surprised. It was like seventy million. No. No, I think it was yeah, thirty. Sounds about right, but it's 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 sitting at a fifty-two worldwide. Uh, but we'll get into that one a little later. Demon Slayer, Kimitsu Noyaba, the Swordsmith to the Swordsmith Village. Chris, you, you probably love that one. Ten point one oh, yeah. domestic, worldwide of thirty-five. But you remember the other one, Mugen Train started out kind of slow, and then the next week it it exploded. So. So actually, I, I am excited for that. But like, my wife is more excited. She already looked up showtimes, and she and she was hoping that wasn't the closest wasn't going to be uh, Pittsburgh. It's not in our area yet. So, but yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see that movie in some way, shape, or form. I just don't know if I'll get to see it in theaters this time. I will. The other one was it, it was a treat to see. So I, I hope this but, one hits our area soon. I'm glad it's doing well. I I want more of these to be more mainstream because I know a lot of people who just love anime and they're, they're like they're kind of closeted anime fans because it's kind of a weird to talk about, but. A lot of people do love this stuff, so I hope it becomes more of a thing here. Jesus Revolution number five, eight point seven million, with a worldwide of thirty point five. So that that opened uh, two weeks ago, but it's it's doing quite well for itself. I, that is one I'm going to try to catch this week. Uh, I, I like all the elements that kind of come together to make that one. So I'm going to hope to catch that one. There's your box office then. Creed three, Ant Man, the Wasp, Quantumania, Cocaine Bear, Demon Slayer, to the Swordsmith Village, and Jesus Revolution. I don't think there's a lot of surprise there, but I mean, um, do me a favor. Yeah. Where's champions? Oh, champion. I just deleted. I just deleted that. Hold on. That's okay. So it's below the top five. Mm-hmm. That movie's been heavily marketed this past week. Cause oh, it that's just right. came out. Yeah. And uh, so I was just wondering because hold on, hold somebody's on. throwing. Oh my God. It's, it's, uh Oh, champions is not even on the top. I don't see it on top 31. Jeez. Hold on, hold on. I may have missed it. I may. I think I missed. It. There's no way I didn't miss that. No, it's not even. It's not even in the top thirty-one. So maybe <laughs> eighty for maybe eighty for Brady's number. Week, then? I don't. Yeah, maybe it does come out next week. But one thing I do want to talk about again is I did watch Titanic again. And Roger, you asked me last week about the 3D. I didn't talk about it a lot, but it does. It looks like Avatar Titan or Avatar 3D. It looks like it just blends right into the screen. There's there's no. There's no weird glasses. It just it looks so good, and that movie just it ages so well. And there are so many elements of that movie I don't I'm not particularly in love with, but I think as a whole that movie is just it's just mesmerizing to watch that movie on the big screen again. It was just this time it was it was only me, and when I bought my when I when, so I, I went I had to drive 40 minutes north because it was the only theater showing it for the last week. It was and it was only it was only a 6:45 showing. And the guy at AMC offered me $20 in concession coupons to not watch it. He's like, that's the only thing that's going to keep us here past 10 o'clock. Can you please not watch that? I'm like, um, I want to watch it, though. So I watched it. You're but, a bag of shit. Wow. <laughs> well, I drove 40 minutes north. Like, you know, like that was it was old. I had to leave work early. It was an ordeal to get there on time. But uh, I really enjoyed it. And I got it. The 3D looked great. The movie aged well. It just, I can't believe that it didn't make more money than it did. The, the re-release made $60 million. And I read somewhere that it, it, it cost them, it cost them just under a hundred thousand to put it back in theaters. So imagine that that's a huge payoff right there. That's good. That's good. But champions, I don't even see on the top 31. So maybe it's not out yet, but we're speaking of not out yet. Let's get into the releases then this past Friday, blue back Creed three, 
Operation Fortune Ruse de Guerre. And, oh, that's the March 10th. Champions comes out. Okay. With 65 and Scream 6. So that's next week. Uh, March 17th, moving on, which is Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin. Uh, that just popped That just popped up there. And Shazam! Fury of the Gods. March 24th, John Wick Chapter 4. By the way, yes. if you're a fan of Steelbooks, I know Best Buy has like a... It's got a collection of the Steelbooks from Chapters 1 through 3, and it's in like a book with like a Jesus figure on the front because, you know, that's how John Wick rolls. But I picked it up for uh, $49.99. It's a good investment. I'm going to watch all three of them before... Um, on Blu-ray before, of course, March 24th. Very excited about that. March 31st. I steal books all the time. I know you do, Roger. I know. Thank you. March 31st, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, which, Chris, I got to ask you, are you getting more excited for that or less excited for that? Nope. I am just the same. I am ready to be disappointed by what they offer me. So fair. It'll be great. Number, sorry, April April 5th, Air, (laughs) Courting a Legend, On a Wing and a Prayer. I think that might be a good movie. Which one? The... The, Air, the Michael the, Jordan, the Jordan yeah. shoes story. I bet you it's good. I mean, it comes out the same week as Super Mario Brothers movie, so it's going to get buried. Well, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a movie like that doesn't have to do like big numbers. You know what I mean? It just has to be good for yeah. me to care. Yeah, I'm glad Fair. it was made. All right, April seventh. Actually, it's funny because wait a minute, wasn't Paint and Mario in the same week? So April fifth. Yeah. I'm sorry, April fifth is a Wednesday with Air Courting a Legend. On a wing and a prayer in the Super Mario Brothers movie, and by itself that Friday. That's Easter weekend. That's why. Oh, okay. And by itself that Friday is paint. <laughs> okay. So With Owen Wilson. Sure, whatever. And then April fourteenth, <laughs> I mean, probably hilarious, right? But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure, whatever. <laughs> April fourteenth is the Pope's Exorcist, Russell Crowe, Renfeld, which I'm kind of ready for that movie to come out already because I- I've seen the trailer way too many times. And uh, Suzumi, another one that we don't know a whole lot about. April twentieth, which is a Thursday, is Quasi. And then April 21st, which is a Friday, is Bo is Afraid, Chevalier, or Chevalier, The Covenant, Guy Ritchie's The Covenant, Evil Dead Rise. I don't think any one of those is going to do any money. The more I think about Evil Dead, it's just, it's, I don't think it's going to do anything. I don't think. Is it Quasi or Quasi? Well, it's Q U A S I. Quasi? Is that one of those? Quasimodo. Is that one of those tomato, tomato things? Maybe, I don't know. April 28th. Potato, potato. April 28th. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret, Big George Foreman, and Sisu. Grayson is pumped for Are You There, I know he is. Are you there, God? Yeah, what? Okay, that's not being weird. Yes, I am. And then May starts off with Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 3. That's May 5th, which is a Friday. Big deal. All right, let's... Well, I mean... Okay, is there anything you guys are excited past past May? I wanted to ask this question. Past May? No. I mean, past May 5th. I can't think that far ahead to give a crap. I'm like a I'm I'm like a within thirty days kind of guy. So yeah, that's that's fair. I don't. I'm like I don't, I don't know um, what I'm doing tomorrow kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Besides so going to work, I don't really know. <laughs> All right, let's if talk that. about what's streaming this week. We're taking a look at Amazon, and I chose one of my favorite movies, and I'm glad it's playing on Amazon. It's Cinderella Man by director Ron Howard, Russell Crowe, Renee Zellweger, it's Craig Bierko, Paul Giamatti, Patty Considine, Bruce McGill, 2005. Roger, what, what did you say? Said solid flick, mm-hmm. it, dude. Cinderella Man, I think, is one of the best movies in the last twenty years, and it, and it is. It, I've been saying that for years now, but it is almost twenty years. So, I would put that against any sports movie anywhere, and it would fare pretty well. I think that's one of the best um, human interest stories of, or the it's like a human interest story in involving the human spirit and what it can do. It's just, it's a shame that Russell Crowe at that same year threw the phone at that bellhop. It, <laughs> 
at the hotel and like broke his face in 16 different places because him and his wife were not doing well. And the movie just got completely snubbed at the Oscars because of that. It's just such a shame. That is a damn good movie. And yet Will Smith slapped someone in the face and still got the Oscar. <laughs> that is Only funny. because it was the same night. They had already printed the cards. And... <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is true. That is Fair. true. That came out like midsummer. Like it's just, it came out the beginning of June. It's just the worst time for movies like that to come out. It's just, but the movie is so good. It's it's a shame that it just it didn't get any it just to get any kind of any kind of recognition that it deserved. It deserves all the recognition that year, and it got nothing. It's just it's such a damn shame. Hmm. Uh, but that's a damn good sports movie. Maybe maybe the best sports movie that has ever been released. As far as you ask me, that's right up there with any like they're right up there with Bull Durham. It's right up there with Field of Dreams for me. It's right up there with Miracle. Which um, is what I'm going to talk about here. In exactly. A, a damn good choice. Uh, director Gavin O'Connor, Kurt Russell, Patricia Clarkson, Noah Emmerich, Nathan West, Eddie Kale, 2004. And Roger, I got to say, this is one of the most solid picks because Miracle is also as good a sports movie as I can put in a category. Yep. Another excellent movie based off an excellent true story. Um, the only problem I have with Miracle, and it's, I think it's a legit problem when I when I say what it is, Miracle is almost perfect. Like it's it's great. It gets people, you know, hitching the feels. It's got decent uh, um, sports action, like believable sports action, and I mean everybody knows what happens. The only problem that I had with it is when they beat the Russians. Like that wasn't all they did. They also had to beat the Swedes mm-hmm. to win the gold medal, which they were also losing going into the third period. And the only reason I think they didn't do it because they couldn't have done Herb Brooks's speech for that one, mm. because very famously he said, "If you lose this game, you'll take it to your fucking graves," <laughs> and then just walked out of the locker room. Which, bro, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's very goes against the Herb Brooks that they put on screen, though. Too, it's a shame because uh, he, yeah, but. I mean, I mean that sometimes, was, that's what he did in real life. Sometimes your teams need different motivations at different times. You know what well, I, mean? I mean? That would be a big letdown, though. You upset the number one team in the world, probably the greatest hockey team of all time, and you beat them to just go ahead and lose in the next game for the gold medal. Like, what? I mean, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I get it, but you couldn't have put that in Miracle, but they should have because it's awesome. Yep. You know, because <laughs> I, I, I don't know if anything changed during production, but Herb Brooks did die during. He did. During Unfortunately, he died in a car accident. Yep. So okay. I don't know if uh, I don't know if anything changed with the script and they wanted to maybe alter. I know they did do reshoots. I just don't know how extreme those reshoots were. Uh, but that that's a man. That's a that's there's a some quality mustaches in <laughs> in miracles as, as there well. were back then all the time. Yep, yep. But I mean, let's, so, uh, for one second, Kurt Russell, he is on a different level than most actors ever will ever be on. Yeah, is sure. he's just one of the best, and it's they chose him perfectly for her Brooks. But go on, Chris. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I was just gonna say, tell everybody about my sports pick now, since you guys, since we all did sports picks. Shrek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Chris, you chose the Shrek by director Andrew Adamson and Vicky Jensen, Mike Myers. We've got Murphy. to coordinate this a little bit better. Oh, okay. No, no, no. This is this is supposed to be movies that are good that people can check out on the service. Um, Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy, Cameron Diaz, John Lithgow, Vincent Castle, 2001. It, I mean, look, these are all three good movies, and Shrek is no different. But, Chris, why should people check out Shrek again? Because it's hilarious, and it's it's one of those movies that feels very authentic and doesn't feel forced. And it's got comedy that is all over the place for a, for a bunch of different ages. This is the first movie that like me and my wife watched on repeat, uh, like going to bed at night. 
I have great, I have fond memories of this film. I think it's, it's funny, it's witty, and it's got a lot of inside humor, uh, like all that, like on everything. <laughs> Rogers, Rogers across from me <laughs> being a child, but <laughs> as Roger does, but I regret nothing. <laughs> But all that being said, Shrek is fantastic, and I, I don't know. It doesn't miss the mark, and because it did so well, we got Shrek 2, and unfortunately Shrek 3 after that. But Shrek 1 and 2 are good, but 1 starts it all, and it's it's just a charming movie the whole way through. And that's no pun intended on that. Well, I mean, Shrek gets a lot of credit. One thing people don't give it enough credit for, Roger, is the kind of comedy, which you always say Shrek started, is, is what kind of comedy? Where the children and the parents are laughing mm-hmm. at the same time, yep. for but different for, reasons. For different reasons, and that, that's a that's a that's a feat, man. That's that's not an easy easily accomplished thing to do. And they did it at least for the first two movies. They did it pretty consistently. The third one really took a nosedive with quality. I mean, the, third one's okay. the third one's okay. It's, it's, it's but it's nothing just okay. Like, yeah, it's nothing like the magic that the first two put together. No, I'm actually surprised they're able they're able to do. Shrek Two was as good as uh, was almost as good as Shrek. Um, you know, capturing lightning in a bottle usually doesn't happen twice, but damn, that's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Cinderella Man, Miracle, and Shrek all available for your viewing pleasure. And all you, great sports movies. Yeah, if you subscribe True. to Amazon. Can you actually put lightning in a bottle? Yeah, let me know what Google tells you. <laughs> Better yet, Wikipedia. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> I mean, Google will it'll shatter whatever it is that. You know, this is Marvel science we're talking about, not not real science. (laughs) All right, let's talk about some trailers. Roger, I finally gave you one you want to talk about. The Machine. Let's talk about this odd movie. Google says no. Okay. (laughs) I was was on the fence, so. Let's talk about The Machine. Roger, you're the one that brought this to our attention. Yeah, Mushina. So what are we we thinking about The Machine with Mark Hamill? So, Mark, Mark Hamill. Burt fucking Kreischer, There bro. we go. So, <laughs> the machine is like in one of those iconic viral stories from a handful of years ago. I think it what, says seven years in the mm-hmm. thing. I can't believe it's been that long. I know. I feel old as shit when I say <laughs> things like that. Um, it's a story about this guy, Burt, who is now a stand-up comedian. And, like, he told this story when he was at Florida State he had to take a class and ended up taking Russia Russian and ended up on like this trip because if he didn't go, they wouldn't have enough people. So they just gave him, he's like, I'll just give you a C. So you pass. He's like, but you got to go to this. He's like, okay, fine. And he ends up like on this train with like these Russian moss, like mobsters. Cause he can't speak English or can't speak Russian, only English and just partying with these dudes. And this is like a play off that story where like that actually happened to him in real life. And this is like the consequences 25 years later, give yep. or take. So I think it's an interesting story. So I bet it's really hilarious. It's going to be wildly inappropriate and very R rated. So I'm 100% here for it. Yep. It, it, it. This looks like the perfect kind of comedy, at least for 2023. So I'm I'm ready to watch this. This trailer looks hilarious. The movie looks like if it's done right, if it hits the timing of the comedy, which this guy's a comedian, so hopefully he knows how to help that along. I think it could be a really good movie. I, uh, I actually have a shirt with his face on it, and it says in Russian on the bottom, Yamushina. So, <laughs> I can't believe uh, that's actually a thing. I, I thought that like I thought the story was fake. I didn't know that was a real thing. No, that's Apparently a real a... story. And here's the thing: if you really want a funny way to watch it. If you just go to YouTube, like the one of the animators from South Park mm. animated the story. Really? Yeah. Like <laughs> as he's telling it on, because um, I think he told it on like Rogan. Mm. 
and he just tells the whole story and they animate it's like it's like 15 minutes long well worth it mm-hmm. hilarious fucking incredible i'm here for it <laughs> it looks absolutely inappropriate so that's yes it, absolutely Sure. That's what I'm looking forward to the most is obscenely inappropriate. I mean, it's 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 appropriate that we're talking about this movie, um, the trailer before we're talking about Cocaine Bear because both are just off the wall crazy. But when the funniest part is in this trailer where like it says like 1999 and then she's telling him like the Russian instructor is talking to the their handler. They're like, you don't talk to him. You don't do anything with him. He's like, all I want to do is party with this guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, let's not let's not. You know, downplay the fact that Mark Hamill is part of this. Um, I'm really excited because Mark Hamill has been in the shitter recently for stuff on Twitter and I comments, and I'm just curious to see how that goes. I'm really curious to see how that goes because, unfortunately, social media rules the roost these days, which is a weird thing, but it does. Let's talk about Wildflower for a second. I feel like this is going to be one of those feel-good movies. Um, feel good for who? Yeah. Feel good because it's going to be a heartwarming story. I'm sure. I mean, you don't think another based off a true story, probably mm-hmm. without the edge of the machine. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I don't. I can imagine people watching this and at one point shedding a tear or two. Because oh, yeah. you know, no, because you, you know that's that. you you know that's coming. You know, there's a couple of those scenes that, that's definitely coming. So, but I mean, I, I what what are you guys' uh, first reaction to the trailer? I mean, the story seems nice, and I'm sure it's gonna do well with you know certain people. It just it doesn't seem like it's gonna be my movie, but I'm gonna if we end up watching it, you know, I hope it's good. But I don't know. It, it's it seems heartwarming. It seems pretty straightforward though, like you know how the movie pr- will probably go. Interesting, interesting story though about mm-hmm. being the um, child of uh, handicapped parents. Yeah. So that. Interesting to see how that plays out. So. You chuckled at the uh, at the driving joke, which yeah, I thought was pretty good too. It's like you have to learn to drive. She's like, I'm ten. <laughs> I also laughed really hard when the pizza guys at their thing. He's like, Yeah, sometimes my parents suck too. <laughs> and he opens the door, and they're all standing there yep. behind. It. Come on in. <laughs> perfect. You know, that's perfect. Put that same scene in a different film, like some mobster film. And it's a terrifying moment for yeah. That guy gets murdered. Yeah, right that there. guy's dead at the dinner table, right? Like it's yeah, just, shot in the face, like yeah. cocaine bear. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go, like cocaine bear. There's a yeah. little uh, foreshadowing to come. Segway. I am. Uh, I'm really. I'm really excited for Wildflower. To be honest, it just seems like my kind of movie. Uh, and it's. I I know Chris. I texted you about a movie this week. Are you gonna end up watching that or no? I can try. Yeah. Yeah, there shouldn't shouldn't be a problem with it. This there's so a movie that just came on Netflix. It's it's 2014. Jason Bateman. It says this is where I leave you. But huge cast, um, massive cast, like one of the bigger casts I've I've heard of. A lot of, a lot of money behind it. It's just one of those movies. It's a solid movie with several times. I just I, I just hit me in the feels, man. And I Roger, I hope you want to watch it also. I just I don't think you'd care enough to say yes. So I just didn't even ask. But um, yes. I like to watch that movie and talk about that with someone because that's one of those movies that like is built, you know, almost solely for me about, you know, the script is almost it's almost written exactly the way I want it to be written. So it looks like Wildflower might be one of those. As did well. you write it? I did not. Oh, I imagine myself writing something like it in you know a hundred times, but never that. But that's it's a it's a. Why don't you just one. do it? I I'm in word the process of yeah. That's. Ladies and gentlemen, Roger. Thank, thank you, Roger. I appreciate that. Peter Pan and Wendy, the trailer that came out a week ago, and the movie comes out in April. 
So why do you think Disney stealth dropped it? We know why. Of course we know why. Um, well, let's talk about the, the Peter Pan legend for a second. Yeah. Um, this is the one we've, you know, of course, very famously, we've seen several times. The Disney version is very famous. Hook, the Spielberg movie, is also very famous. We're, 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 Hook we're very great. familiar uh, with the Peter Pan legend. And a movie I love is called Finding Neverland with Johnny Depp and Kate Winslet uh, about J.M. Barry, the, the author of Peter Pan, who uh, he kind of saves a woman before she's before she passes and kind of saves her from a life that she was kind of living and didn't really understand much of it because he was kind of thrown into it uh, and became very close with her sons. But they became the inspiration for Peter Pan. Freddie Highmore is the youngest son who becomes the inspiration for Peter Pan. But if you've never seen that one, that one's also a tearjerker in 2004, way ahead of its time. But um, we're all very familiar with the Pan legend, so this shouldn't be a surprise. This is just a Disney live-action take. Now, one thing I don't understand... (laughs) Why are people very? Why are people so upset that they made Jude Law look unattractive as Hook? Why? Why are people upset by this? I don't think that's why they're upset. So why are they upset then? Casting choices. I agree, which is you know as per normal for Disney. But what Jude Law is very is not center to the conversation, but almost center. Why is people? Why are people worried about Jude Law playing Hook? I don't think they're worried about Jude Law playing Hook. I think they're I think they're upset about just the depiction choices on multiple levels. Yeah, I I, I, get, I get that. I was trying to steer it away from that, but I mean, it's you're asking we... the question that you steered away from. You're asking the exact question that would lead to that answer. I know. So I know. so just say it with your chest. You know so what I mean? why do people not like this? Because they're morons and yeah, haven't it's... seen it yet. That's true. And I mean, if it, it turns out to be good, there'll be no problem. If it's bad, it'll get buried for diversity casting choices. Of course. Sound fair? Because that's how this world goes. Yeah. That's how it goes now. Um, Yes, that's... I don't understand why you're not just going to... Now is all that matters. (laughs) Well, but see, again, this is one of those live actions that would have been a big deal. This is this is a big deal. Peter Pan's, you know, is one of the is one of the OGs for Disney. So I don't understand why it's... If you're gonna do it, then do it. Then advertise it and everything. Fully, just fully advertise. I don't understand, but the trailer looks okay. It doesn't. It does. The trailer actually has me excited for the for the movie. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind the trailer. Yeah. But here's here's the other thing too, and I'll I'll say it again. Do we need this? Does anybody care? Well, I mean, they're not gonna. They're they're doing all the yeah, old films not, live action. They're, they're not, not gonna, gonna stop. stop you know. No, that, I'm not. I'm not saying they should stop. But here's the thing: yeah. they don't even care. You know why? Because it's on Disney Plus. Hmm. Yeah, you're you're right. It's if it's not theatrical, I mean, listen, it may be it may be very good and very well done. Yeah, that means they didn't care about it enough to give it a fucking release. Yeah, yeah, because if if they thought it was going to make a lot of a lot of money, they would have put it out. Yeah, so it, it it's a weird thing, right? Because the trailer's cut in a way that makes it look at least interesting. It makes this the cinematography in the trailer looks astounding. It does. Honestly, it, it really does. So like you know lately there's a shot of the Lost Boys first like on that on that weird you know like that shoreline mountain thing and mm-hmm. it looks they they look awesome like straight out of a straight out of an action movie with like really well done camera work but if it's just coming on Disney Plus either they know it's not great or they know that it's not going to make the money because of the choices that they made so on either front they're either a owning the choices that they made and accepting the fact that it won't make money which good for them than for sticking to their guns and making a film, you know, with the choices they wanted to, or they're cowards and they know it won't make money. So they won't put it out in theaters to 
deal with the numbers and being compared. I just well, look at think. everything they put out legitimately, anything that they could have done theatrically and don't. I always I always go back to Artemis Fowl. Okay. I was I was actually because bringing that up, yeah. Artemis Fowl was supposed to be a release. It was supposed to be out in movie theaters and it's a fucking train wreck. Like it's legitimately one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. It's the only movie I've given a zero on the yeah, show. So like far. It, it's that bad. Artemis Fowl was that bad. And you know, like a month or so before they yanked it off and they were, hey, we're just gonna drop it day and date on Disney Plus. They said we're gonna put it out for free for everyone. Yeah. They made it seem like it was like it was like, uh, like they're doing us, everyone yeah. a favor. No, yeah. That movie's a shit show, mm-hmm. right? So anything that's like a big deal, like I mean, this is like prime IP here, right? Yeah. It's fucking Peter Pan. You know, we all know what it is. And they're still choosing to put it on here. And listen, I have not seen this movie. I have no real feelings either way. Again, like, look, there's going to live action, all this stuff. Obviously, like, this is just next in queue. But, like, this is Peter Pan. Do you care about this movie or do you not? Chris, you got kids. Do you care about this movie? I mean, I don't, but I wasn't a do Peter Pan you, person. Do you think your kids would? I think if they knew, like, if they knew, the like, if they've seen the movies and they saw this come out, I think they would be. I think okay. I think my oldest would be at least. Sure. Yeah. Like, I got kids. I don't care. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't appeal to me. Yeah. And I fair. listen, the original, like Hook, I think Hook is an excellent movie. Love Hook. It is. Great interpretation of that mm-hmm. story, right? We already have that. What's this going to do? Well, I mean, what then what are any of the live actions going to do if you, if you want to go by that? I mean, it's, but Hook isn't Disney. Well, it's listen, not like, I've seen, not... I've seen some of these movies be good, the live action versions. Like, yeah. Aladdin isn't as good as the first one, but it's a very serviceable movie. Serviceable, yeah. Right? Like, Beauty the Beast like is, they can, is not bad. Yeah. It's not bad at all. Sure, it's it's fine. So, I mean, shit. The one that we don't like at all, besides Dumbo, which we hated. That we, was trash, It though. was garbage. But, like, we didn't like The Lion King, but it made a billion dollars. You know what yeah. I mean? It also so, cost it, it also cost three hundred million to make. Sure, but, I mean, it still cleared, like, a billion, too, though. So, it did. I mean, it made its money. So either, like, they don't really care about the quality of these pictures. So suddenly, for one, to end up directly on the streaming service, I just, I just find it, I just find it weird. So, I uh, mean, but it is weird. Like, that's the whole thing. And here's is. the thing: they're going to get plenty of blowback for Beauty or for Little Mermaid, right? Like, that's already started. Like, we already know where we've already had that discussion, mm-hmm. and why people automatically hate it because you know humans are garbage people um so i don't know i I have a hard time thinking that they would bank this because of the diversity stuff because listen they can't bank little mermaid like they can't (laughs) i mean your train's coming off the tracks if that's the that's the real thing behind it i mean if you look at the list of disney live action movies that we've gotten and there's some of these here that you uh, don't like the they're some of the ones that made the most money like alice in wonderland made a ton of money but like that wasn't even a part of like the Disney machine back then. That was just their property that Tim Burton did. You know what yep. I mean? So like that one doesn't even count. There aren't very many ones that are even decent films. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how they're missing the mark. Maybe Disney was just meant for animation. You know what I mean? Maybe these stories played best by the old rules, cartoon, and just drawn and brought to life that way than what they're trying to do with all these. But I mean, they're leaning into it. They're putting out more, you know, they keep on putting these out. And I feel like they're just going to stick to that gun, but most of these aren't good. And, you know, we've seen a lot of them at this point and they're not great, you know, down the list. There's, there's very few that are actually like, wow, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad I have that in live action. It's different than like, I, I know it's the same machine, but like, you know, you look at the superhero stuff, we've come to a point 
now where yeah it's saturated but like you know i can see some of my characters come to life i'm like i'm glad they made this this is cool whereas like the disney animated ones i haven't seen that yet i haven't like been wowed by like the film they've created and brought to life in the live action form. yeah like did i need to see the animated um simba and the lion king yeah i don't don't care yeah look i don't that's not even i don't I want to see some of the live because I was my childhood was so tied to these Disney movies. Mom bought all of them for us, and we watched them on repeat all the time. I would like to see the interpretation of the live action. Um, I'll just leave it at that. I would just for most of them though, I we still have not seen the live action adaptation for a lot of my favorites. And but Peter Pan, okay. I think, is one that I really enjoyed when I was a kid. So I I just I guess I wanted. I, I guess I'm excited for this for for, for that reason. Although I, I just I wish people would not do what they're doing until the movie comes out, because there's, there's there's no reason to start talking garbage on it if you haven't even seen the movie yet. You know, it's just it's 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 a, it's a it's a weird thing to me. We talk garbage on movies before we see them sometimes. We I do, but, but not for those reasons, Chris. I th- not well, for casting choices no, usually. No, well, not us. But I think it's fair for people to have opinions on what they're being shown. For something that they care about, and, and I, I, mean, I, I had to look it up. People are upset with Jude Law as Captain Hook. They're very upset about this for some for some reason. People, <laughs> Twitter is a flame. I don't. Again, I don't know why. I, I was able to. I was looking around, and I, I can't understand why people are upset with Jude Law in this movie. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it's it, again. It's just one of those things where like there's people upset about about this on multiple sides, multiple people for multiple reasons. So it all depends on what your stance is on why you're upset about it. Some of those, some of those reasons could be legitimate. Some of those reasons are bullshit. But you know, the ones that don't matter, they'll be ignored as they as they usually are. And then the ones that you know have actual critiques, whatever you know, they'll voice them in a way that hopefully is elegant and they can you know get their point across. But right now, the movie just they'll have like Disney hasn't Disney has to now earn like the credibility. They had it for a while. They had it you know for a minute, but they have lost it. With their live action movies, they had it for decades, man. Let's just be honest; they, they had it for like sixty years. Yeah, and right. Marvel's in that same boat, right? You know, if you want to bring that up and compare, like, like they had, they like it was for a while there. It's a Marvel movie; I'm going to see it. You know, now it's I like to see one of these really wow me again. I'd like to see them earn that back because you know, there's just Disney's not doing great in the whole sphere right now with any of this stuff. Which is which is weird because Avatar also fits into that Disney sphere because they own Fox. So, you know, people are very upset about I find here's one of the things I don't get is I get the whole argument behind fictitious characters can be portrayed by anyone. Fine. But the Navi are also fictitious characters. I, there, there, there's there's no argument you're going to give me that says blue people, blue humanoid people on a planet that doesn't really exist are not made up, are not made up characters. So you can't have it both ways. But I just wish people would stop with this before the movie comes out. It's just it's really weird and demoralizing to a lot of people I think it's just let the movie come out and then we'll talk about it from there but I don't know why it's going to Disney Plus I really hate this going to Disney Plus because I want to see it on the big screen but there's nothing I can do about that not my choice you have to watch it in 4k at at your home (laughs) I will (laughs) (laughs) on your tablet (laughs) on my tablet with my airpods in (laughs) that's right that's right while making dinner and cooking and doing a million other things. Also, a giant travesty or world-shattering travesties happened. My AirPods are missing. Oh I no! Don't know where they are. This is <laughs> bullshit. I have mine. Mine are. F- I got. M- what what uh, version do you have, Roger? Which 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 earpods? Threes. 
I had the t- I have the two. I bought my twos the day they came out, and they're just now starting to go bad. It's been like two and a half years, but I'm I'm a lowly peasant that has bows, so I don't no, have bows is dude. Bows is good quality, man. I'll never say I'll never say anything bad about bows ever, ever, ever. But speaking about this is a weird sponsorship, though that was nice. Yeah, they're great, great. Uh, speaking about bows, like the sound in the theater, let's talk about a movie, Cocaine Bear. A one cocaine bear. This is, uh, I think, going to be pretty divisive between us. I know it's <clears throat> it's not as divisive as I thought it was going to be between people, which kind of has me weirded out. Uh, although there's there is one comment I would like to address. Okay, so cocaine bear. Rotten Tomato score sixty nine. Nice. nice. There you go. An audience score of seventy four. Only a five point split. That's not too bad. That's gone up since the last time we looked. The critic score. Chris, did you see who produced? Oh, sorry, Roger, did you see who pr- produced this? Lord Miller. Chris, yep, Chris Lord, uh, the Lord Miller combo. Which, as soon as I see those guys, they have my they they have my undivided attention until they lose it. And they have not in like four movies in, they have not yet lost it. One Maybe of the biggest mistakes now. Disney ever made was when they took them off that fucking Han Solo movie. Mm-hmm. Worst decision they've ever made. Jesus, good lord. Um, so that's seriously, I think that was a fucking joke of course like the movie we got was a fucking train wreck just let them finish it bro yeah (laughs) but i mean if you remember there were there were two different rewrites and one reshoot and ron two different directors like it just that movie was it was it was a disaster from start to finish uh but so let's talk about they left that movie and made a small movie called into the spider verse so just saying (laughs) one of the best for a good movie at least let's talk about cocaine bear carrie russell O'Shea Jackson Jr., Alden Enreich, which funny you mentioned Solo, Roger, because he was Solo in that. He had much better hair in that movie. He did. (laughs) And he was a much better actor in that movie, too, I will say. Ray Liotta in his last role. um, Sad sad as that is. Not his last role. Oh, not his final role. Okay. I'm mistaken in that. Two other things in the can, it looks like. Oh, geez. Okay, great. Well, it's not his. Working hard from beyond the grave. (laughs) Indeed. Isaiah Whitlock Jr. Christopher Hivju, Margot Martindale, Christian Convery, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, Brooklyn Prince, directed by Elizabeth Banks. Roger, in, in, in as few words as possible, what's Cocaine Bear about? Cocaine and a bear. That's that's actually dead on. That's uh, dead on. And it's, <clears throat> so let's talk about for one second, before we get into Cocaine Bear, what are people expecting when they go see this? I I'm only <clears throat> I only asked this because I saw a Twitter someone on Twitter say Cocaine Bear isn't anything special. It's like a long silly commercial. What for do you what? Expect- for, cocaine? for cocaine? But like what are you expecting? There should be more commercials for cocaine. No, but hold, hold hold on. But like what are you expecting from a movie called Cocaine Bear? I'm just curious like are you expecting some some drama that's going to get nominated for five Oscars, or are you expecting something that has to do with a bear that has cocaine and then is running wild in the forest? Like, no, what's so, the... okay, without giving away the way I feel about this movie, I, I, I kind of agree with, with the statement that she made because I don't, I, I feel like this movie was, I expected a wild goddamn ride, start to finish, some like just crazy cocaine bear main, mayhem. We didn't get that. That's not what happens. Not I say, fully. Hold, hold on. I say we did get that. No, we but didn't. That's just. 
I mean, look, no, we'll, what, what, what we'll happens is pretty. That. What happens is pretty insane, Chris. No, no, think, no, insane things happen in this film. One hundred percent. I will agree with you fully on that. We don't get enough of that insanity. There isn't an. It's not prolonged enough. There are. There's too much. There. There's almost too much building of characters here that don't. That don't matter. And this movie didn't lean into one pocket of where it fit. There's three different ways this movie could have went, and instead it tried to do all three of them a little bit. Instead of just leaning hard into one of them. So which way would you want to go? More gore? I think the gore is the cheap way. Okay. I think that would be the, like the my my last choice for like which way it leaned. I just wanted more insanity. I wanted an insane bear hyped on coke rampaging and people panicked and running around the woods. Instead, we got to walk in the woods with a lot of people who were then surprised by a cocaine bear. You know what I mean? Like, everybody knew that there was a bear on cocaine yeah, in the woods. They, they took the trouble to bring all these characters together in the same place, but never like really had them all in the same place at the same time, panicked and crazed about what the hell's happening. It's almost like no one really cared about the bear. It was just kind of, it kind of happens on screen when it does, and then all the little pockets of stories are happening, you know, outside of that. Well, <clears throat> I think if you hear about a, a bear on cocaine in the woods and there are people and so, some of these people have seen the murder happen, like the the, the rampage, there, there'd be more hysteria, worry, talking about it. I think there'd something. be more police <laughs> that's, or, or, that's or more true. or more National Guard. Or, yeah, of course, you got to put Anything. this thing down. But so this is There's based only on one a, park ranger, though. Just this one. is mm-hmm. this is very, very hilariously based on a true story very loosely based on a true story mm-hmm. um, I about- believe inspired by true events Andrew Thornton he did he did not make that jump right he did die coming out of the plane after after dumping you know millions and millions of dollars worth of cocaine mm-hmm. and so they found him and they found a bear that was had gotten into the cocaine and then they put it down that's the end of no. the story the bear died of an overdose from everything. Oh, the, okay. I'm overdose. Sure, yeah. Overdose yeah. of cocaine. I mean, for like three or four hours, though, he yeah. was the king of the fucking food chain. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate apex, apex predator. predator. That's right. <laughs> I will so, fight anyone, anywhere in this fucking woods. Mm-hmm. Let's go. So, as <laughs> funny as that is, I do got to give, I got to give the screenwriter props for this, of taking a weird kind of zany real life event and turning it into a movie i gotta you know mm-hmm. that's not an easiest thing to do i mean obvious things like the titanic's you know sinking that's an obvious mark for a movie but a, a weird drug dealer who missed his drop on the cocaine and then a bear who found it and over like that's just how do you turn that into a movie but chris as you were saying earlier from a writing point of view you have to avoid a situation i think where there's a ton of people with guns in one place with this bear because then they just shoot it. Okay, yeah. I think as a writer, you have to, you have to. Okay, so let's back up a little bit and let's let's separate these three packs of people so they never have the chance to overpower the bear or kill it with weapons. I think that's kind of what they did because you have to, you can't. I mean that. I mean you you can't give the good guys too many ways to kill this bear. Or I none of these people are good. You can't give you can't give the other the other characters here too many ways to kill the bear otherwise the movie just doesn't make any sense any well it makes less sense than it does already does that make sense or am i uh, i think there's something charming about a bear hyped on cocaine that gets 
just dump with bullets and doesn't stop. You know what I mean? There's also yeah. that. There's also that avenue as no, well. If you want to, if you if you want to fear that, if you want to, well, I, say I, it. I know what you mean by that statement because I mean, listen, it's not a true story. No, not really. Um, so they could have done whatever they wanted. I'm not disappointed with what we got, but I don't. I don't entirely disagree with what you said. Like they don't really commit one way or another. But like this movie does a lot of crazy stuff, though. Like it does. I mean, it's it's pretty there, fucking there is wild. Insanity in this film, yeah. which I did appreciate. Like when the when the bear is running after the ambulance and he's like running, like zigzagging and jumping <laughs> off, like doing fucking bear parkour. <laughs> it's almost like the bear. Like they shot the bear doing these things, but then just like like times 2.25 did <laughs> for you to see it happen because it was it was almost comical in that sense so well, but no yeah you're right yep because it, like the him chasing down the ambulance is <laughs> they can go like 35 miles an hour don't get me wrong that lady was had to be going faster than that, that ambulance can go like 85 yeah, miles right an easy hour. <laughs> so. oh yeah of course that was com- i mean you i mean there are things that absolutely took me out of the moment but like i didn't stop enjoying the moment but like if like mm-hmm. If you notice from when that woman like gets dumped out of the ambulance and scrapes on the pavement, so, so that's called a meat crayon. The, I've never once seen a meat crayon. That's hilarious. A, oh, I've never God. seen a meat crayon done in cinema until this film, and I, I'd like to thank Cocaine Bear for giving that to me because that was wonderful. I I laughed at that part. Yep. Well, I mean, but also, also never go to that subreddit. No, I'm God, telling you no. right now, don't no, do it. No, or I do. Don't, I'm not even got, I don't, don't know what you us. mean. I know. What, I know listen. What you mean, I have told to you anyway. to not go there. No, look. <laughs> I just said I don't know what you mean, but absolutely will not go there. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Somebody um, will, and somebody will be like, "I shouldn't have done that." <laughs> fair, fair. But so let's let's back up a little bit then, and just yeah, I kind of like that you brought that up, Chris, so we can address that. See, I, I'm you and I on this on this particular issue here we're on complete opposite ends because i am always the guy that wants more story even in something like this you gotta have characters and they gotta have a, a reason for being in the universe so that's that's just kind of what i why i like the movie as much as i did because i didn't mind any of it and i think you did so i have nothing wrong with like with how the characters in this were portrayed because one of the benefits of this movie or one of the things working for it is that it's it's wonderfully acted there are some really good there's a lot of talent in this film and it shows like there's never a point where you're eye rolly about you know the line delivery or you know, everyone buys into this thing on screen right like people yeah. people are goddamn terrified and they sell it and you're never you're you're never taken out of the experience because of the acting or even the writing even because like the script is is fine right it makes sense enough in the world to make the cocaine bear do the cocaine bear things. Yeah, no, it's it but when your poster for your film is the cocaine bear and you could and they have that black and white with the red highlights, coke all over the bear, and it looks menacing as hell. We didn't get that payout. I don't know though. The scene in the cave at the end where she snorts up all the, the dust out of the air and mm-hmm. then she's like, it's like, come on, that's kind of no, there. That was campy enough to where like you know you're okay with it but it's just there's other things along the way that it's just i don't think the i don't think the film needed and could have been given to more of like one of the things that i think they should have leaned into okay so can i let's let's talk about it let's go in a different direction here what about the comedy in this movie did you like it because i kind of did i liked the comedy i just i don't feel like i laughed enough unfortunately i think that i needed like like i think they could have leaned a little bit more into the comedy side of it because of just the the audacity of the entirety of the movie. Well, let's talk about audacity. Let's talk about the 12 year olds with the cocaine. Yes. So when she was just like, why don't you just do some cocaine? You apparently do it all the time. Mm-hmm. He's like, 
uh no you know trying to be all cool yeah and then she was like well i'll do it how much am i supposed to do he's like i don't know a tablespoon and now my whole theater went oh no <laughs> oh no people's reactions listen are than what i I'm assure you there, yeah. you do not need to do a fucking tablespoon full of cocaine <laughs> allegedly well i like how these kids are like get this cocaine out with like the flat of the knife blade. It, like dude, what the hell? no and that kid dude when he's got that mound and just sticks in his mouth and goes Yep. <laughs> that kid would have been high for a fucking month. That's I, I, I like was... how he was progressively hungrier as the movie mm. went on. That's what I wanted. I'm so tired. <laughs> so tired. That's what I'm. That's yeah, kind of one of the things I wanted to ask you. Like, is that weird that we involved kids in cocaine together in the same like kids ingested it, cocaine it, somehow in this movie? It works just fine. You know what? And I kind of I agree with that. I'm glad that they. That they committed to it. I was surprised. I was ready for them to like pull away and not do it, right? But no, they both get well, a mouthful okay. of cocaine. <laughs> so two two movies that for the remainder of the of the discussion, and, and right now we're at the fifty seven mark. So for the remainder of the discussion, I want you guys to keep two movies in mind: Snakes on uh-huh. a Plane, okay, and Good Boys. Okay, both mm-hmm. both outlandishly silly and outrageous in kind of different ways. But so, I mean, again, Cocaine Bear and Snakes on a Plane. Very, you you know what you're getting into when you're getting on the, when you watch the when you watch one of these movies. You sure. know, one one has a bear that's absolutely in cocaine, re- wreaking havoc. The other one's got Sam Jackson on a plane with a ton of snakes. Motherfucking snakes! You want you you, you want to talk about one liners that should have won an award? That I've had it with these motherfucking snakes. I mean, that line is brilliant. It really is. So I don't think we've I don't think we had any of those lines in this movie though. No, we didn't. Actually, we didn't. I was waiting Man, I for a Sam. That... I was waiting for the Sam Jackson line of, you know, of equal value to. I'm. I've had it with these. You know, you don't think snakes, its vagina is on my ear. No, I don't. Is... No. Which, which logistically was no possible, right? No, 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 no whatever. No. That's not anatomically correct <laughs> at all. Well, it's just the line makes it in. Whatever. No, so, I, I think snakes on a plane. Snakes on a plane made the mistake of taking itself itself too seriously, though. It didn't try to be. It, it took itself a little too seriously. It tried to be more itself. action movie yeah. than it needed to. We're like, you know, th- I think this film does it better than Snakes on a Plane does. Honestly. Well, this film leans, this movie leans into, you know, a, a, I'm just going to talk about, you know, the direct, I'm going to talk about um, what um, what's Elizabeth Banks is. Banks leaned into the fact that she knew what she was making. This okay. movie is very aware of what it is. I do agree with you. Yeah, Snakes about and, a bear yes. on yes. cocaine. I do agree with this. Snakes on a Plane probably tried to be something it wasn't. Maybe a little too hard. It, it kept it from being just like campy awesome. But I mean, one thing we did get with that is the music video after, which also helped the camp a little bit. But this one didn't have that. But it did have like a couple of after the credit sequences, which I thought were hilarious. Uh, but it, I mean, what this movie does well is it completely removes any kind of real tensity and just... This is a one. This is one hundred percent a popcorn movie, isn't it? I mean, am I wrong? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's yeah you're right. I did you're get right. a popcorn, by the way. I mean, I knew what I was getting into, so I so bought Chris, a popcorn. Chris, drink. you saw it this afternoon, right? I you saw said it. There was yeah. a bunch of people in your theater. There were. There was a handful of people in my theater uh, on Friday yep. as well. So, yeah, there was. There was. I mean, people are seeing the film, and I'm and I'm happy for it. Like, I don't want this movie to do bad. I just, I think I, I just, I left feeling like. I felt so wishy-washy in the whole experience, right? Like it was funny at times. It was, it was gory at times. It was outrageous, you know, and in, in plenty others, but like, I never felt 
like fulfilled in either of the in any three of those categories. There wasn't enough bear and just not enough cocaine. Yeah, I mean, like, and 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 all the characters we got, there are a lot of them. I I already said I think we spent too much time with some of them because they just don't matter. You could have had the comedic effect anyway, but some of these act, some of these actors who played these, you know, they do a very good job. The acting's well done, like I said. Um, I like the interaction between the two friends, the drug dealer friends or whatever. I like sad that. drug dealer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I like their like their story, their arc. I thought it was funny. The comedy was there, and like they both did a good job. The um. The young black guy that that's Ice Ice Cube. That's, son? that's uh, Junior Cube. Yeah. yeah, O'Shea Jackson Jr. Yeah, and I thought he was great. I thought he was very believable. Looks just like his dad, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I I love the the ba- uh, the bathroom fight scene with him and the the three kids or whatever. I thought that was hilarious. Well, that and was at the that end, was well done. That that's yeah, why it that was. was. And, at, and at the end of it, of course, he was stabbed. Right? You know what I mean? Like you knew it, but it's it just. I don't know. The fact that he seemed more annoyed than anything else, I thought was good. Well, you Dude, see that that, that was when he the, kicks um, that guy in the face, and mm-hmm. the other guy comes. He's like, "Are they dead?" He's like, "Those two probably not that guy, maybe." <laughs> <laughs> well, what, but you see the 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 knife stab in the in the shoulder blade. That's that's straight from uh, Twenty One Jump Street, which also Phil Lord and Chris Miller. So, I mean, I'm mm. getting to see it like. If there's a knife in a movie, I guarantee you, again, it's going to end up in someone's shoulder blade. But I mean, that's, but I mean, what makes that scene work is he wasn't scared at all. He had, I mean, he 100% knew these these kids could have had guns and it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. I mean, he was more annoyed with the situation than anything else. Exactly. That's what I'm really doing this. He's like, come on, guys. (laughs) See, I think some of the comedy in this movie, Chris, I think you're disappointed because. some of the more subdued comedy was the was the funnier comedy rather than the bear being on cocaine. And I, I get that argument. Mm-hmm. You know, like we should have had more of like the bear like on the ground, like just kind of high on co- like just like rubbing its back on the ground and like rubbing a tree. But you can only do that so many times before it oh, yeah. starts to get old and boring. I thought, you know, how we open with the bear and the camera, I thought that was pretty cool and how we close the movie. But I mean, there's only so much you can do without it being just start getting so repetitive. That's- so when it comes when it comes to the comedy, though, I do want to bring up one thing that I thought was like hilarious to me personally. Mm-hmm. When they're driving in the car and he's all depressed because his wife died from cancer or whatever, <laughs> and he's like, "This song always reminds me." They're singing "On the Wings of Love." Yeah, and he's just like, "Yo, know, he's like, no," and he's like, "Cry," <laughs> and he's just like, "Fuck it, then." And yeah, they're yeah. just driving and it's just on the wings of and just going through, and he's like crying. Well, it, it's, it's he, driving down the highway. Well, it, it shouldn't be funny, but it's so fucking awkward. Yep. <laughs> well, it what makes that funny, Roger? I think is when he goes, "You want me to change it?" And then he yells, "No!" Like he yells like real loud. Like, like I think my dad gave my wife. I think he made her sick. He's like, "Your wife died of cancer." He's like, "Yeah, it's my dad's fault." He's like, "You can't just give somebody <laughs> cancer." They said, "Sure, you can't stress." <laughs> it's what a weird thing. But listen. That sounds horrible out of context, but it's fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. He's like, you can't just give somebody cancer. Sure, you can. Stress. <laughs> it's just like, oh my god. But like, that's the whole like the trope of the set. I mean, it's a trope. Or when because- he's crying, showing him his tattoo that clearly says John on it <laughs> instead of Joan. I thought the same thing that was said. Like, that's an easy fix, though. You can t- you can change the H to an A, and he said it. I was like, okay, all right, yeah. Yeah, yeah but that's. So. 
Again, but they go back to that two or three times in the movie too. It's got to heal. <laughs> Seven more days of John. Yeah, yeah. That's they go back to that a couple of times too. They re- yeah. they repeat. They go back to a couple of jokes. Several different like there are four or five different jokes they they go back to again and again and again and that much I love too I love you know repeat jokes because it makes it funnier every time oh well it's up to a certain point I, I guess until but, it's like the goats and Thor Ragnar or the last Thor movie yeah it's, it's like funny once or twice and then yeah. it's the After third the or fourth, fourth time, time I'm yeah. like please stop yeah yeah I mean one one of the one of the things that I laugh the hardest on and Chris I want one point I want to bring up I definitely want to talk about is a, is a shared auditorium experience that you've talked on many times in different movies that we've talked about yeah. is one thing that I thought was hilarious. And when I saw it Saturday afternoon, again, I saw it again because we saw it, I think Tuesday night, no, what, sorry, Wednesday night, we went out for dinner and drinks and my buddy was leaving Atlanta. And then we watched, I fell asleep within the first five minutes. I, I was gone. So I had to watch it again Saturday and Saturday was a sold out auditorium, sold out hundred percent. I got like one of the last tickets available for that showtime. So I'm glad I was able to get it. But, um, one of the things that I thought was hilarious was in the end with that little white dog, when when he puts the dog in the car and O'Shea Jr. <laughs> says, wait a minute, is the dog on cocaine? I just thought that He's was like, whose dog is this? He's like, I think it's mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it on cocaine? Like, that's just, just that to me, that's one of the funniest lines in the movie because it was so unexpected and underrated that just. It hits at the right time, but for me, that was that was my coup de gras for that was the cherry on top of the movie for me is that one line. So I got one more line, and then we'll move into something else that I thought is very funny. When he gets shot in the hand, and he's like, "Look at his fucking fingers." He goes, "They're not even side by side." How the fuck does that happen? Somebody gets their fingers shot off, multiple fingers, and they're not side by side fingers. And- <laughs> I think the line could. I think another line that would have been good in that moment was was how do you hold your gun? Because <laughs> I have those two fingers shot, but it, it, I did laugh at that. Yeah, because yeah, he's right. it, he just boggles your mind. He's he's looking at his fingers, trying to figure it out. I, well, like how he's like, can you get my fingers? Like, yeah, I'll hold on to these. He puts them in his back pocket. pocket. We're having a really fucked up day. Yeah, man, I know your fingers are in my jacket pocket. <laughs> Is, know, there is a lot of gore in this movie too. Is. Like, there's a lot of funny moments that involve like, like when he's ha- the guy's hanging upside down, and the bear's just eating his legs. Yeah, you just see like like chunks of skin like fall yeah. past him. Yeah, I mean, so they didn't they didn't shy away from it. But I mean, maybe you're right, Chris. I hadn't really thought about it. Maybe they didn't really they didn't really lean too heavy one way or the other. But so Grayson, before you before we we hooked up here, me and Chris were talking about Cocaine Bear, and I said it reminds me. This feels like an '80s movie to me, right? Like this feels like sl- 80s slasher, but like the funny kind of slasher, like the one that you enjoy watching. And now that I think of it, remember we watched Freaky with Vince Vaughn. Mm-hmm. Remember that movie? We, yeah. we all liked that movie. It was, yeah. it was funny, R rated. I kind of feel like Cocaine Bear has that same kind of vibe to it, you know, where it's never bad and it's never really that good at anything, but all around it comes out to an okay, very watchable movie. Yeah. Once you realize what you're getting into, like with freaky, as soon as you realize like, Hey, all these people are going to get murdered and stabbed and <laughs> you know, we're just going to see this unfold. You're yeah. like, okay, cool. And then in cocaine bear, we're like, Hey, this bear did a bunch of cocaine. He's not killed just one person or two people. He's killed like 10 people, Yeah, you know? And, or, you know, somebody gets their brains blown out. There's chunks of it laying on the ground. Like, once you get into that vibe, like, that's what this movie is. It never really deviates from that path. 
but it never does anything extraordinarily well. But I mean, I really see why people like this movie. Yeah, no, there's a lot in it that I find enjoyable. Like the comedy is fine. Like it really is the gore. It just doesn't do a whole lot. Like Chris said, it doesn't do a whole lot of any certain thing to really drive home that point. And we get some weird scenes at the end, like in the in the cave. Like, where were they going? Yeah. Just go out the fucking front door. Yep. Like, why are we going that way? I don't I never understood that. Like, terrible decisions are made, but I was I was surprised when the movie ended. Like, I know that I knew the movie was was like was like 95 going. It's not very long. It's not. But like, which is like good for this movie, though. I agree. I agree. But like. Maybe that's a testament to like how the movie, you know, maybe the movie is a little better than what I'm thinking. Because like we have the the scene in the cave where it's super dark, of course. You know, everything happens, they jump off the thing, and then some stuff happens, and then the movie's like wrapping up, and I was like, Oh, okay. I expected for that all to happen, and then like the people that jump off the waterfall now gotta like run away from the bear for a nope. little bit. But no, it was just like, all right, we're done here. Yep. Oh, we're okay. gonna we're gonna fade out here in a minute. Yeah, so. yeah. So I mean, good on it for you know not running long or overstaying its welcome. But I was surprised when we were done. But I think maybe that's because I was in the camp of thinking, I want, more, I, you know, I'm ready for more of this. You know, yeah. now, now we're now that we're into this, give me more. And when I didn't get, it, I was like, oh, okay, I guess the movie's well, over. I will state that Cocaine Bear works a lot better at a hundred minutes than it does at 130 agreed right i mean <laughs> yeah like look there, there's legitimately not another half hour you can no. tack on to this movie and have it be beneficial in any yeah. way unless you're just rehashing more people getting murdered and more stuff like that and i, I just I, I i think that that feeling i got was because i was ready for more because the movie was finally i think the movie caught its stride and i was ready for more of that to happen sure. at that point so talking about good lines for a second not to segue back to that, but my favorite line in the movie was also kind of subtle. I think it was the best one given when the uh, when the inspector guy comes in and, and says, uh, you, uh, "You need to no- you need to knock, knock the dust off this beaver," and she goes, "I'm oh, yeah. trying." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's like uh, again the that movie's... was a wonderfully brilliant line. I but laughed at that. Again, the movie's very aware of what it is. And another yeah. movie that I thought of, and, and this will be probably just me, is My Bloody Valentine. Do you remember that one, Roger? 3D? At, I do. At Mar- I do. At, that was a big deal at Marquis. Not only was it shot in West Virginia, but we had sellout crowds for like the – because it was shot in West Virginia and close to us, we had sellout crowds for like you know two or three weeks. But it was – you know some of those lines are just so hokey. That reminded me of that movie too that just – you only get them in a movie like that. You don't get those lines anywhere else. The whole the, – the, be, the beaver line is 100% like that. You just don't get that any, any, anywhere else. I mean it's also – which sequence did you guys appreciate the most? How do you mean? Because like uh, I'm just thinking of when that kid got shot in the back of the head by the park ranger. Now, which well, is and hilarious. the thing of yeah, that scene, yeah, yeah. The the movie's kind of it's kind of you know split up into like vignettes of like either there's there's the opening scene with the campers, and then there's the setup, and then there's the bear at the camp at the at the cabin, and then there's then they're on the trail. Like there's you can almost like isolate and talk about certain things, but. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the medics, I think, because that guy, I know, I don't know that guy, but like I've seen his. He's been in some stuff. Well, yeah. he's the TikTok guy. Yeah. He's a TikTok guy about the Ikea when he yeah. talks about like. Yeah. I'm never going to shop here. I hate this place. Good. I will never we'll... hate this place as much as I ever do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I... six hours in to my eight hour shift. <laughs> And I just gave my fucking two weeks notice. You will never hate this place more than I do. 
can Listen, I get this? Can I get the sale from last week? No, Karen. Time marches on. You can't go back in time. <laughs> yeah, it's that guy. I wondered where. I, okay, that is. Yeah. But he also like that's kind of this role is tailor made for a guy like him too. And the good both he deserves to be famous because he, he made me laugh, and he, everybody that makes me laugh should get money for it. But like what my favorite sequence is the ambulance sequence because I think it is. I mean, Chris again. You convinced you pulled Roger to your side. You may be pulling me in your side too because that's the most well, insane sequence in this movie. I was gonna say, I think that's your favorite point because it's the most insane point of this film. It's like it it's, at the, it's at the apex of its audacity at this point. Well, like, well, and that's okay, when you're having okay. the most fun. So, are you talking just, just so I can get in like a mind frame what you wanted? So, are you talking about like a bear on cocaine that takes down a helicopter that's trying to hunt and kill it? Or are you talking about just more of the bear running around? I want the cocaine bear in Fast 10. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what I want. But someone's ro- but the, the cocaine bear is someone's vehicle. You know what I mean? Yes. Someone's riding, the, someone's riding the bear. Absolutely. Yep. But so what do you t- – okay, when you wanted more, what did you want well, – what does Chris ver- Chris's version of cocaine bear look like? I guess that's my question. I think I think you get – two more sequences of like of that same intensity you got in the ambulance scene. I think that's what this, the film needs because a lot of what happens with the cocaine bear isn't high intensity. It's it's either comedic or, you know, or gory, but the bear is just kind of walking around and then finds a victim. The bear isn't isn't like in this high rage, high moment where it's just chasing down a goddamn ambulance and murder facing everyone involved. It just kind of happens. The bear just kind of happens on screen. Most of the time you need two more scenes of that crazy ass high intensity scene you got from the ambulance. I think that's what makes the movie a perfect at that point. All right. Fair. fair. Just a tad of the story building, just a, a, just a smidge of it. Toss out one character's like little arc that doesn't matter because they get murdered anyway and have two more really fun off the chain scenes with that bear in it. I think you got a really, really good formula at that point. No, you're right. Because I guess what I want, I guess, okay, here's, I mean, I could see something like he kills the people in the ambulance and then he sits on the gurney and opening more cocaine. And then as he's like sitting on his, you know, like, butt like we do, the gurney picks up speed and he's just like down the, down the road. And someone like, is that a bear on a gurney? <laughs> Doing cocaine? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, 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 almost I don't like, know like, what like, I just saw. Grinding a skateboard? Yeah. Yeah. Or, I mean, yeah, some, something like that. Okay, that's that, that's fair. Maybe it didn't go far enough is what mm-hmm. you're saying is, however, the know, sequel wait. will. The Even se- some he- weird sideways shot of, like, two people talking or, like, panicking about the bear. And then you see in the background, like, like three cops or a cop car go, like, like limping by. And the bear's just chasing it like in the background. Like, oh, God. You know where you know you know that the bear's presence is still around, doing insane shit that a bear on cocaine would do. Well, that's that's the yes. beauty of it, and we we will get a sequel to this. I mean, hundred percent, and that sequel is going to so? be. I do think so because I tell you why is okay. Just think 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 about the effect. The bear cocaine, is still alive, and well, it's cubs who are now cocaine rattled. Yes, of course they are. So let's talk about I think the word is addled. Addled. Yeah, you're right. So I said that wrong. So let's talk about the effect of the shared experience in a movie theater of people watching Cocaine Bear. Now, there were more than a few laughs, right? In both yes. your guys' showings, there were there a were ton a couple, of laughter, yeah. and there were, you know, there were guys that were like, this, that's not, like, you could hear people audibly saying, like, this is, this is insane. You know, stuff like little one-liners like that towards the movie. Now, I'm telling you, during the, when the little kids have the Coke, like, there were multiple people in my theater, when she said, he said, I don't know about a tablespoon, but like, multiple people were like, no. So I don't know what that says about our area that we live in <laughs> more than the movie. So. 
Did that also happen in your theater? <laughs> How much like a tablespoon? No, no. Of, of, of course, but someone in my theater said not not enough. So I mean, there's oh, okay. I mean, you do have the two extremes. Yeah, you're right. That's a lot of cocaine, bro. I think if you, I think if you do just just one sequel to this, if you put you know thirty five, forty million, that Are same bear, bear, the same bear in the Cubs, in the Cubs on cocaine, cocaine's bear. I think you get, I think you get a massive opening weekend and then nothing. You know, like th- this one had a not a great opening weekend. I think it should come out on Christmas Day. Your point is, you nope. get you, you you get a ton of people thinking about, oh, that's going to be hilarious. And like, mm-hmm. once I think you can safely get, if you put thirty million dollars into a sequel, you could probably squeak out one hundred twenty-five million, and then, but it, any more than that, you're <clears throat> you're done. Now, we talked about Megan recently, M three G A N. That's getting mm-hmm. two sequels. Blumhouse says there's now two sequels planned for for that one, and that well, one is makes, kind of a. It, it a makes sense size. because of how you make an E. You know, what I mean, you can you can get a three out of that. So <laughs> like, good like for them, sl- like Sniper. Yeah, of course. Yep. yep. Um, good for them. Yes. But I think you really could marketing. Do, but the cocaine bear, and and we'll we'll just do a few more before we we're at the one seventeen yeah. marks. So we'll do a few more. But the one thing cocaine bear does what many movies fail to do, and I mean many by like every like forty eight out of fifty fail to do is elicit that shared movie theater experience with everybody now not every movie is made for that like not even like a fast films or Marvel films those movies aren't made for that snakes on a plane cocaine bear good boys are all made for that shared theater experience when you're laughing scary movies and comedies well are the best ones for that like jackass like think about jackass for a second those are tailor-made for shared experiences you know what i mean like that's what I think Elizabeth Banks should focus on the next one. And maybe you're right, Chris. Jackass. Yes. Maybe you, maybe you sit down, maybe the director, I mean, Elizabeth Banks six sits down and goes, okay, writers, what is the most insane scenario we can cook up for a bear on cocaine? Like, what do we do? Like, I think I'd be there for it knowing it's going to be just absolute insanity, but don't even do any trailers. I think trailers ruined a sequel to cocaine bear. No, they capture it. It ends up in a zoo. It breaks out. <laughs> Zoo's in downtown. It ends up attacking a drug dealer. Rampage through town. Less woods, more bear. <laughs> Less woods. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, and I. So, here's the sad part about all this, right? I've had more fun talking about the movie than I actually did seeing the film. So, maybe. Maybe like this is a film you have to go with somebody because I didn't. I, I went by myself. Besides the, my, my theater, having some people in it, but like maybe like maybe this movie's more fun with somebody like like you're saying, Grayson, with that shared movie experience. It just makes sense because I've had more fun in the last 20, 30 minutes talking about it than I actually did in the theater experiencing the film, laughing with you guys about the absurdity of it, some of the things that you know that would have been funnier that we laughed about talk, you know, making up in our own heads. That's been a better experience than the film itself and i don't know if that's a positive thing a negative thing maybe that's why it's driving people to the see the movie because the word of mouth is so effective with something of this subject matter well i i think a movie like this is prime for a second viewing like Mm -hmm. i can't wait to watch this at home yeah like every time it's on tv like that kind of movie Mm -hmm. because i mean like i joked again today like i watched air force one again today because you know the core just a single corny ass line of get off my plane (laughs) You think I won't watch Cocaine Bear every time it's on like HBO just because I can? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you. legitimately, I, it's funny enough to do that. Mm-hmm. And listen, 
I, I know this is R-rated, but you know there's an unrated version of it somewhere, oh, which yeah. is a little bit more bloody, yep. you know, maybe 10 minutes of deleted stuff, and I'm, I'm here for that, too. Mm-hmm. So, now, let, yeah. let, me, let, let, me, let me ask you something. I have a, f- a few questions for you guys. That's That was one of my questions was, is the second viewing going to be as entertaining to you as the first viewing? That was one question. Num- num- number two is, should they have included outtakes? You know, like how sometimes they put... You know, early two thousand did a lot. You of mean this. like the end of the movie? Yeah, they like as the credits are rolling, you're you're watching the takes they didn't use and why like the actors could stop laughing or whatever. But like, I don't know, that would have been pretty funny. Yeah, I think so because this this is the guy who did the bear capture. This is the same. I think the same people that did out of the it's the Weta Studio from uh, they the Weta Studio people did it from um, New, New Zealand. The same you know, Gollum, Lord of the Rings, that kind mm. of capture. So it would have been given the fact that this was a person in a suit. Or like those dots on their face, interacting between the actors and and the the, the you know the, the person bear, I think would have also been just as funny as the cocaine bear itself on screen. And we could have been, yeah. And yeah. I don't I don't think your outtakes hurt this kind of film, but at the same time, it's they almost feel out of place, almost. Yeah, especially if you're setting up for a sequel. Yeah, yeah. See, yep. Yeah, you don't you don't want to lose. Don't that magic. kill the magic. That's right. <laughs> Give us the bloopers after the sec- fair, after the sequel. Fair, but here, okay. Close the chapter. Another question is: Did you guys find this weird that when when everything was said and done, and they'd escaped the 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 murderous rampage of the cocaine bear and her cubs? Did you guys like the bear is still out there? The bear still has a ton of cocaine. The story is not over. Like nothing is ended. The arcs aren't complete. Nothing. The bear's probably taking a nap for a while, though. Yeah, fair. Not well, okay. Well, coke, allegedly, our, Carrie Russell and her uh, those the, the the mother and the daughter and the, those stories have come to an end, I guess. But do you bring them back for a sequel, or do you just move on mm. to somewhere completely different? I think you just move to something different. I mean, the sequel could You're be thinking like about the zoo thing now, aren't you? No, <laughs> not even a little bit. <laughs> Why the sequel is just is three... that too fucking wild? I mean. The sequel just cuts to, to three days later or something. Like they're going to get the bear out. Like now that you have a lot of people with guns and the bears are just or just picks up the like immediately afterwards. Yeah. Yes, good idea. Yep, the bears are just in their final form now. Yeah, no, that's that's good. I I, I could see it, but no, I, I I think the sequel. You know, you don't bring the. I don't think you bring the same people back into the sequel because more people are going to die. Well, I mean, I, one year I th- later when the cubs are grown ups. That's that's the thing is, and then you have three adult bears on cocaine and Jones for a hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Did you okay? So some of them. Did you guys love the beginning? How it said, um, you know, it on screen. It said, if you come across a black bear, you fight back. If you come across mm-hmm. a brown bear, you lie down. Then it said, source Wikipedia. Yep, mm-hmm. I thought that was hilarious. Like I mean, so funny that I almost couldn't stop laughing for a minute. It's a smart opening because I think they're letting you know. Not to take the movie seriously. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I think it actually like that opening is way smarter than, than every like, movie should open that way. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Like it, the the opening that one stinger right there at the beginning is is way smarter than this movie deserves. But like, good good for them for doing it because the second they use Wikipedia as the source, like you're told all through you know all through high school you know in college you know you can't use Wikipedia as your as your source for anything because it's unreliable. Well, here you go. They're not taking it seriously. And I think that was a perfect way for them to like show you that. Well, no, so that's exactly. Good. That's that's setting the tone for what's to come. But as sure. an adult who doesn't have to reference anything, I can use Wikipedia for all of my needs. Exactly. Yeah, but none like of a a true anyone, scholar. but any anyone, anyone can 
add to Wikipedia. So I mean, I mean it, but that's but even better was like Tormund from mm-hmm. Tormund Giantsbane from Game of Thrones being the being in the opening with his girlfriend. Like that's like even we're so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 couldn't cast just anyone. It had to be someone of like someone that people knew that was big, that was burly, had a beard, like Ansel Adams type. It had to be someone of that nature. So like that was very cleverly chosen if you ask me the the torment. Mm-hmm. I mean I just think that was a great pull and then to bring him back later in the movie and he's just like this crazy person on the on the ground mourning his his lost love. Like it's just even it's even better. Like the oh, so much about that I loved. Um mm-hmm. Now I'm thinking about like I'm thinking about like the uh, the cop in the gazebo and like how that actually how much time was wasted at the gazebo and not enough time with the bear and then yeah i don't know when the cops explained how he got up there how he jumped off the tree <laughs> and he's like i can't get down yeah but you you can climb a tree and jump onto a gazebo but you can't jump down th- f- six feet well oh, that was probably like six feet that gazebo yeah. was high he hurt his hip dog he, <laughs> he said so yeah feel yeah. for I, the man i, I, I understand, get it understand but Listen, you ever hurt a... your hip that sucks mm-hmm I understand, but I mean, he's dealing with armed people and cocaine and a bear. And it's all I love when I call the truce and he points a gun at him. He's like, we got a truce between me, you and the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> that guy was perfect for that role, too. Um, mm-hmm. Isaiah yep. Whitlock Jr. Perfect. I mean, 100% perfect for that role. Like I said, the acting better. choices in this are great. You know, the cast is fantastic and they and they all sell it really well. You know what I mean? Like, I, I didn't feel like any of them didn't take it seriously or didn't pull out of it. You know, they, they all really committed to the idea of the cocaine bear and good for him. But doesn't that, doesn't that speak, doesn't that go in the, co- the pro column for cocaine yeah. bear instead of the con I, column? I didn't say it didn't. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I don't know what you're going to score yet, which, which we'll do in two minutes, but I I don't, it doesn't sound like you're, it doesn't sound like you're going to score it. Well, I only say that because like, I thought this movie was exactly what I expected. Nothing more, okay. nothing, nothing less. Just an insane. I agree with movie. that statement too. Like, yeah. listen, I didn't. I know going to see Cocaine Bear, I'm not like fucking Oscars. Let's go. <laughs> but like after I saw the initial reviews of it, like I was listen. The idea behind Cocaine Bear, I think, is an awesome thing to make a movie about, right? Especially when you realize like it had an R-rated trailer. You know, it's gory, funny, that sort of stuff. So like, I had high hopes for it. But then when I go and see the movie, like it does everything I've expected it to do. Mm-hmm. And it, it's hard for me to like judge it harshly um, for not doing other crazy stuff like what we were talking about, because it does exactly what it says it does. Like we get a bear, we get cocaine, you know, the trailer plays out and that's kind of the story. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like I, I liked it for the most part. Right. Like it's it's not bad by mm-hmm. any means. Listen, we have watched a hundred worse movies this year yeah. than cocaine bear. Mm-hmm. And like, hell the other movie we watched this week is significantly worse than cocaine bear. Right. <laughs> talking about our Netflix and we'll talk about spoilers. You know, yeah. Spoilers. Right. Sure. Um, so I, I can't be disappointed by what we get here. Now, That's listen, fair. is it a 10? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's sure not. But listen, it's not a bad number. Yeah. So I got you. I agree. You guys want to score it now? We yeah, could, we do could, it. That, we could move into. Yeah, we can move into scoring. Okay, so I'll go then because I did all the stuff that I said. Like, look, deep down, I like Cocaine Bear. Listen, could it be better? Probably. Actually, fuck, I don't even know if it can be better. Really, I, yeah, okay, I, I yeah. don't. Yeah, I don't yeah. know legitimately Fair. if it can be better. 
I don't think Okane Bear is bad. I would have a hard time having most people that watch this movie that don't at least laugh at it mm-hmm. because look, fun matters, right? And that's what Cocaine Bear is. This is fun 80s style slasher horror, except instead of a guy with a knife, you got a bear on cocaine. <laughs> Segway, I guess, right? <laughs> so but like, like, look, this movie's like, it's like a six, mm-hmm. Right, it's above average. I will tell everybody you absolutely must go see Cocaine Bear, <laughs> you know, without a doubt. Um, but when the, deep down, it's not a great movie, but it's funny. It's good enough. Mm-hmm. And you know, listen, I've given out some very disappointing sixes before. Yeah, yeah. I'm very happy to give Cocaine Bear six. Okay. Cocaine Bear absolutely could be like fucking two. Oh yeah. Like they, there's a movie in this movie that could have been so bad. Like they could have made this just a disaster, mm-hmm. and it's not. It really, truly isn't. So. I think a six is where it sits for me. Yeah, so I'll go next. And a lot of the things I can I can follow. I called my wife right after I saw this movie. And she asked me, you know, how the movie was. And I couldn't tell her it was bad because it wasn't. No. And I, I said, it's, it's, it's okay. The movie was just fine. You know, I wanted a wilder ride out of Cocaine Bear. That's what I, like, thought would happen. And I didn't get that. I got something that was still decent to see in theaters. Um, in the end, the way I feel about this film is that this is the best Netflix film that I've seen this year. Wow! Because that's what it feels like. It feels like a good Netflix film. This is I, this is like a this is a five and a half for me. This is this is good enough to go see. It was fine. I just want a little bit more out of it. That's fair. Uh, I'm right with Roger. Is six is I think where this sits, uh, only because it the move. So few movies actually like this. They understand what they are, and they they make exactly the movie that they're advertising, and I and I appreciate that. There's a lot of surprising quality here. As far as if you're going in to watch a insane movie, then sure. Another, another movie I was. You remember Borat? How big a deal that was. The first one. Yeah, the first one. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Word of mouth did that movie so much justice. It it made that movie so much money by getting people to come watch it. And I think Cocaine Bear is going to be like. I think Cocaine Bear probably has another two or three. This decent to strong weeks left for box office, at least for the U.S. Anyway, before it dies down, but it's—I I think it really could do that. And I think there's—I think there's some weird charm. I don't want to say lightning in a bottle because that's like a nine, but I think there's some weird charm here that we could, you know, ride high into a sequel and then that be it. But I think it could work. I really do. I mean, if you want a movie where a bear's, you know threatening to kill four people and then someone <laughs> rips open a bag of coke and then s- throws it in the air and the bear stands up on two feet and waddles over and just sits underneath of it and you know, sniffs it and loves it like that's what you're getting and that's what you get so there's nothing i don't think there's anything wrong with having a weird you know weird saturday night with popcorn with someone in a movie theater that you know you can laugh together so six hmm. i think is where it sits all right um, I saw some people showing for cocaine bear. No, but I saw some people really shitting on this movie. And I hate when people throw their pinky up in the air and be like, this is not cinema. Like, what do you motherfucker? It's cocaine bear. What They're do you expect wrong it to be. I mean, I can see someone going to see this film and be let down by it. And, you know, where it where they feel like it's a waste of their time. I can see that there is a world where that exists for oh, me. Hold on. Were you let down by this movie, Chris? I didn't get what I expected, and fair. Okay, that's I, not what he asked. I mean, in the end, yeah, I was, but I can still recognize that that it was a it was an above average film at least. Okay, yeah, I was let down by this movie. I wanted more. Okay, 
So you will, but there's an addendum to that. There's an asterisk to that. You wanted more cocaine bear craziness. So you yeah. wanted you wanted more what we what you thought you were getting, which is insanity. Mm-hmm. That's fair. So I put that in the same category as this movie does what it does and it does it well. Is it's some insane scenarios put together with a bear and cocaine, like period. That's that's what it True. is. But so yeah, I I think there's room for improvement for a sequel. I do think there's potential here. I don't know if she'll do a sequel. I hope she does because <laughs> I think. I think word of mouth will be insanely good for this movie, at least for a first weekend showing for cocaine. I already bears. have marketing ideas. Cocaine spares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Be- so look, it's Cocaine Bear 2 comes out on Christmas Day 2025 with a tagline, let it snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. That's actually kind of brilliant. Fucking give you know, me a million dollars. Are they on? A, are they on a rampage because it snows in the film and it's not what they think it is? I don't care. Doesn't matter right. to me either. Fair way. enough. As long as, as that's long as not that makes my it. fucking department. <laughs> Fair. All right. Gotcha. That's actually that's actually pretty brilliant, Roger. I will say, let it snow. That's a yeah. A very I mean, like, term. look, their yeah. tagline for this one is "Get in line." Fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. like it I agree, works, man. That's All right, clever. gentlemen. This has been episode three hundred and twenty A of For the Love of Cinema, a movie podcast. Each new episode posted every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe, every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you for listening. Check out the show on Twitter, at LoveCinemaPod. I'm at Grayson Maxwell one I'm at Rod Stillian. I'm Christopher Bond. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, always posting things on social media. Send us an email to ForTheLoveOfCinemaPodcast at gmail.com. And next week... We're taking a look at Creed 3, and then the second episode will be a recap of the Oscars. Ooh. So, different week next long, week, but long, long, long one, long, long night yep. for Sunday night. Damn, the things we do for our audience. All right. Yeah, we'll have pizza and maybe cocaine. And slaps. Pizza, cocaine, and slaps. <laughs> yes. So seriously, like, let it snow. Isn't that fucking great? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to cut that. Okay, so. Why? <laughs> <laughs>